Hey y'all, welcome back to Girls Who Camp. Um, but today we are going to be girl who mountain bikes with her brother. Um, I have my brother here, Zachary Mitchell. Hello. Say hi. Um, and we're hanging out um, in Jackson, Mississippi. He goes to med school here. Um, he's in his third year. And um, he is into mountain biking. And I recently bought a bike and I'm excited to start this sport, try it out. And he's been showing me the ropes the past couple days. So I wanted to get him on here to talk beginner stuff um, and just kind of give us an insight into some mountain biking because um, I'm excited to get into this sport a little bit. So, um, Zach, how did you get into mountain biking? So, I went to undergrad in Oxford, Mississippi at Ole Miss, and I was, I think it was between my sophomore and junior year, um, I decided to get an entry-level mountain bike, which is called a hardtail, um, because there, there's some trails around Oxford that I kind of wanted to check out and use the bike as like a commuter bike. So I got the bike then, and then um, didn't really go on trails very often during college. Every now and then I would, but I was pretty inexperienced with it. Didn't know like what the trails I should be doing, or, like riding. Um, so I would say I didn't really get into it until I came down to Jackson for med school um, because there's an incredible trail system in Ridgeland that is maintained by an incredible uh, community. It's called the Tri-County Mountain Bike Association. And they have about 10 miles of trails out there that are all cross-country trails where um, I'm able to go out there and try it out. They have all different um, difficulties of trails mm -hmm. for from beginners to experienced and it's a great community so I felt like I could go out there alone and not be judged and just kind of practice so nice. I didn't really get started until about four or five years ago cool. and then uh, ever since then it's been like my main hobby nice and you're really good at it you got all the stuff yes um, also, side note, my dog, Obi, is below us panting, so I apologize. Um, Zach has a golden retriever named Stig, and that's Obi's cousin, and they've been playing very hard um, this morning, so uh, we had to separate them because they couldn't stop playing, um, and we needed to get this done. So, um, sorry for the background noise, <clears throat> um, but awesome. So, you got started really fully when you moved to Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. And who would have thought that Jackson would have had some mountain biking trails? Yeah. Not me. Whenever I tell people I mountain bike in Jackson, they laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not the place that I would expect yeah. no. there to be mountain biking trails, which is wild. So I went to college in Jackson at Millsaps and 
Um, I was not into mountain biking, but I did like cross country a little bit. Um, and I did running and stuff. And there also, you can run the trails as well. Um, but I never knew that they even existed out there. So mm-hmm. very cool. Um, great hobby. Uh, it gets really hot here. So biking in the summer is probably a little bit better than running in the summer. If you have, you know, those as your hobbies. So you have some options of things you can be doing outside, which is oh, rare. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty shaded too. Yeah. It's really, really shaded back yeah. there. Um, so perfect. So, um, so I just got into mountain biking and I immediately called my brother to ask for all the tips, specifically the gear that I needed. Cause I knew I was going to start. So I needed to get all the things. Um, so it started with the bike <clears throat> mm-hmm. and you recommended. So, um, like I said, my first bike was, it's called a hardtail. And that means um, it's a rigid frame, but you have a suspension fork in the front. And that fork is maybe around 100 to 120 millimeters of travel. Um, And that's kind of considered your entry-level mountain bike. Um, And that's from a very reputable brand that you would want to go to. Um, Like if you were to go to any of your local bike store, any bike that they carry would be a brand that you would want to invest in rather than going to Walmart or Dick's or Academy mm-hmm. and getting a bike from them because that bike is going to lose its value every time and you're not going to be able to replace things on it. Whereas if you're able to go to a dealer and get a bike, say like a Trek, mm-hmm. which is what Emma got, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> They have great warranties. Um, They're compatible with all types of aftermarket parts. So if you want to upgrade things, you can easily swap like drivetrains out, suspensions out. It's much easier. And especially if you get it from a local bike shop that's an authorized dealer, they're more inclined to know how to work on it and service any warranty issues. so if you're first getting into mountain biking and you don't want to drop a lot of money, um, you'll still spend a good amount of money. So like an entry level, good mountain bike from a good brand like Trek, you're going to be spending close to six to $700 for the kind of bike that Emma got and the kind of bike that I first got. Mm-hmm. And it's better than spending a hundred, $200 at a big box brand store for a bike that's not going to last you more than a year or two. You can also find one, find a used one on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace for cheaper. Um, but in this day and age, uh, ever since COVID there's been a massive bike shortage. Mm -hmm. So used bikes are pretty much the same price as new bikes. Um, but going for that hardtail, for your first mountain bike is the best way to go because you're not spending a lot in the grand scheme of things. You're not spending a lot of money because bikes can go up to five, $10,000. So you're spending a little to get a good bike and to test it out to see if you like mountain biking. 
Right. And if you really like it, then down the road you can upgrade things on your hardtail and then maybe progress to another style bike, which is called a full suspension bike. And that's what I ended up getting about a year and a half ago. Um, I felt like I had progressed to the point on my hardtail that I wanted to try different features like jumps and which you can still do on a hardtail, but you're a little limited in your capacity. And especially on technical terrain, it's just a more comfortable ride. And you can your bike is a little more versatile on the type of trails you can go on. So with the full suspension, you have the fork up front, which you have on the hardtail, but then instead of a rigid frame, you have another suspension in the back, in the rear. Mm -hmm. um, so you're able to go over bumps and roots and rocks and be able to withstand that and have a little more of a comfortable ride and also be able to go off jumps and things like that and uh, not just wreck your frame. Nice. Mm -hmm. Right on. Okay. Well, yeah, so I'm, I'm very much beginner, beginner, beginner. Mm -hmm. um, and Zach took me out on some of the trails um, out in Ridgeland and it was awesome. It was like perfect for me. Um, and my bike, I'd say, um, with the ability that I currently have, which is like zero. So it's perfect. Um, so that's the bike. Um, and then, yeah. I will like to say, like I said, you don't have to get the best and yeah. like the newest bike out <clears throat> there. Really just get a bike and ride. Just try it. Just try it out. It doesn't matter what kind of bike you have. No one's going to judge you. There's people that are on the trails that I go on yeah. and they're riding bikes that are from the seventies and eighties and they are killing it out there. They're lapping me on the track on the trails. Yeah. So it's really not the bike that's limiting you. It's yourself. That's going to limit you on what you do. Mm. Um, so nice. I wouldn't let the bike be the limiting factor. If you, even if you have a bike from Walmart or a big right. box store, use it. Yeah. Eat it to death, and then once you realize that's what you love to do, then go and get that more expensive bike yeah. because you know it's going to be worth it. Right. So if you don't have the means to afford a six dollars and $100 bike, just go to a big bike, big box store and get that $100 or $200 bike and mm -hmm. run it into the ground, realize what you like, what you want to do, mm -hmm. and then, um, then you can graduate to going to a bike shop and get a nicer bike and yeah. you can progress on your own time, but don't feel like the bike, you have to have the latest and greatest bike to be able to get out there and just do it. Yeah. That's good advice. That's great advice. Yeah. Um, so the next step from the bike was the helmet for me. You were like, this is what kind of helmet you need to get. Make sure it has this feature in it. So what helmets? Yeah, so there's all kinds of helmets out there. Um, you're going to have like your street riding helmets, like your road bike helmets. Mm -hmm. Those are a little more aerodynamic. Um, they don't have as many ventilation ports on it. Um, and they don't protect the back of your head as much. So there's mountain bike specific helmets that kind of come down on the back of your head. So 
you're because you're more than likely going to fall mountain biking than you are road biking. So you want to protect more of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this new technology, relatively new, um, and it's called MIPS. Uh, and what that does... You can Google it. Yeah. Look I don't up. know what it stands for, but... Um, it's this technology that... Um, multi-directional impact protection system. So what it does is it's this freestanding rotational device in the hand, in the helmet uh, that your helmet can move slightly move around your head without your head moving. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. if you hit your head on the ground your helmet will move slightly and break away from your head rather than your head moving with the helmet. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to help with decreasing the amount of rotational force that your brain would have impacting the ground. Got it. Okay. Um, It's, there's been a lot of uh, research on it and um, it's proven effective. And now most helmets these days come with it. Um, I would suggest getting a helmet with it um, because it's just an added protection system. Mm-hmm. Um, can't hurt. It's your brain that you're talking about. Right. So, um, and you can get those helmets um, anywhere from like 60 to $100 and even go up to over $200 on helmets. Okay. Um, it's all about what you want to do, um, how important you feel like your brain is to you. Pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you can get a helmet for like 60 bucks um, with nice. this technology in it. Yeah. So, um, and th- like I said, there's dozens and dozens of brands. So it really doesn't yeah. matter what brand you get. Um, I would definitely try to get one with the MIPS technology, though. Nice. I got mine at the bike shop. So, like, you can get them wherever. Yeah. I mean, online, um, REI. I, I just got mine at the bike shop, um, which was really convenient. And when I got my bike, they um, also gave me a like a water water bottle stand you got thing. That for free? You know, I don't remember. Oh, I think it was. That's like, cool. Yeah, I don't think it was for yeah. free, but they didn't mention anything about the price. It was probably not free, but yeah, they stuck it on my okay. bike for me. Um, yeah, and like if you go on REI or one of those websites, if you look up helmets, it'll give you a breakdown of mountain bike helmets Mm. or something like that. And if you go into a bike shop and you tell them you're looking for a mountain bike helmet, they'll tell you, they'll show you the way to what helmet you should look at. Nice. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So that was the next thing, helmet. And then, then you started listing off everything. So Um, I got shoes. Yeah. So, um, shoes are another thing. Uh, again, don't let that be a factor. Get out there with just tennis yeah, shoes you if you want. Wear whatever. Um, but there are mountain bike specific shoes that um, have a sole on them that's pretty grippy. Think of like a van hmm. or a like Converse or something like that. Mainly vans for like skateboarding. You mm-hmm. know, it's a little more sticky to the board. And mountain bike has the same type of shoes, 
where um, they'll grip the pedals better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a pair that um, are historically mountain bike shoes. They're called Adidas 510. Um, 510 was the original brand and then Adidas acquired them. But 510's known for their sole and um, the sole of the shoe being very grippy to um, mountain bike pedals or just pedals in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the shoes that I recommended Emma to get. Um, but you can wear anything like Vans or anything that has a flat sole and also um, a wide sole. Um, see with the thing with running shoes is that it's a soft sole and you're gonna with the mountain bike pedals with the metal studs in them Mm -hmm. it'll just rip the bottom of your shoes off it'll just tear away at them Mm -hmm. and they're not as grippy got it plus um it's nice to have a flat sole like a zero drop almost Mm -hmm. um that way your entire foot is in the, the same plane Ah, I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, any, like, flat bottom shoe um, would be good. Mm -hmm. Nice. And then you can get into uh, clipless pedals um, and shoes, which is kind of a whole different story. But mainly mountain biking, uh, you'll see people wearing flat pedals, which you would just use, like, a normal shoe on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Cool. Um, yeah, Zach has the clip-ins because he's an expert, not really an expert, but he's, uh, he's experienced. Um, but yeah, so shoes were the next thing and then it went to like, okay, get, grab some gloves, get some padded, um, padded shorts and, um, what else? Got a water bottle. Yeah. Um, so the gloves are good because... You're going to be sweating. Yeah. And it just adds extra grip. You don't have to have gloves, but they're kind of nice. Um, yeah. Especially when you're having to shift and break. Uh, your hands are going to get super sweaty, and sometimes mm-hmm. you'll slip on your your grips. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are nice. And then the padded shorts, they're called shammies. Shammies, okay. Think of them as, like, uh, sliding shorts, something you would wear underneath the shorts that you'd be wearing biking. Yeah. Um, they're really good because if you're riding for an extended period of time, it helps minimize how sore you would be. Yeah. Because um, the soreness is, is very real. It and is. It, it hurts. From experience, I've just learned to continue biking and not <laughs> dwell on the fact that I would yeah. be sore. That honestly was what... I did. I mean, we biked for three days in a row, and mm-hmm. I was super sore that second day. But then by the third day, like, yeah, I was sore, but I just kept going, and it didn't really bother me anymore, which is nice. Good yeah. nice. The, the chamois are definitely, um, I'd say they're a must-have. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Just for comfort. Like, even if you're spending, because, like, I think I spent, like, you can find them on Amazon, and those were, like, $25, but... I then went to a bike shop here and found some good ones for like 50 bucks. And honestly, 10 out of 10 recommend going with some that are like, I would spend the money on, on some nicer ones just so you're not in pain. Yep. 
Um, and going off of that, a saddle, which is the seat you sit on, um, that's another thing that would be good to upgrade in the future mm-hmm. if you realize that you are sore more than you're not. Mm-hmm. And going down that route of Got it. looking at saddles, I don't, I've never personally changed mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know. I don't know much about them. Yeah. I can't really like test them out. So, yeah. You can't. Um, Interesting. I, I just kind of suck it up and wear the shammies. Yeah. I think that's the best route to go. Cool. But they do have female specific saddles. They do. They do. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, I'm not there yet. We'll yeah. figure that out later. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So that was like the main stuff. And then Zach was like, I let me like hook your bike up with some new pedals. He got me, or he let me use his old pedals that have the metal studs in them, yes. right? So I've got those on yeah. my bike now. So um, depending on the type of the entry bike that you get, um, so like Emma's, it's an entry level bike. Um, it comes with plastic pedals, mm-hmm. and they're great. I mean. They're not stopping you from getting out there and riding, mm-hmm. but you can upgrade your pedals. I think the ones that I put on Emma's bike were around $50, $60, and they're very nice composite pedals, which means they're just like plastic pedals, but they've got metal studs and like pegs, and there's about eight on each side. And when you pair that with the really nice mountain bike shoes, Mm-hmm. It feels like you're almost clipped in because it's just sticking on yeah. the pedals. Um, and also, whenever you upgrade to a pedal like that, um, you can service them. You can buy replacement pegs mm-hmm. and then you can buy replacement bearings. Hmm. So you can completely take the pedal apart, change things out after a couple of years, wow. and then put it back together and it's like new. Nice. So, um, cool. and then as for the bike that I got, um, the full suspension bike, uh, it did not come with pedals. So that's another thing that you have to think about. Got it. Whenever you kind of progress. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I think that was, that's pretty much all the gear you suggested. I think then we were like ready to go and Mm -hmm. Got comfortable on the bike. Um, Zach got, has some sweet sunglasses that he uses that I might purchase myself from Amazon for like, what'd you say, 20 bucks? They're like 20 bucks. And you they look like the pit vipers. Okay. Um, I feel like people out there know what pit I don't know what that no, is, but. Okay. They look like the retro 80s. Oh, sunglasses. yeah. They're pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, for $20, you get those. You get a carrying case and you get. Five different lenses. Um, you get a clear lens, a low light yellow lens, a yeah. polarized lens, and like two other ones. Nice. Um, and it's nice. Even um, if I don't use the tinted lenses, I'll use a clear lens just because when you're on the trails, some of them can be pretty narrow. Yeah. And uh, you're going fast in certain sections, and there could be a branch or someone in front of you can kick some dirt up or pine straw or pine straw around here yeah um and it can get in your eyes Mm -hmm. so it's nice to have some type of eye protection 
Yeah, we went for a ride, not on the trails, but we were just like biking like a paved trail up at the Natchez Trace. And there's so much shit in the air here. Like pollen, just like random things all getting in my eye. I mean, I had sunglasses on, but they were, yeah, it's just, it's nice protection Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be sitting there rubbing your eyes all the time. It's pretty annoying. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. I just thought about another thing. It's a bike rack. Yes. If you don't want to take up your whole car. Yeah. So bike, rack. bike racks are great. Um, especially after you say it's a muddy trail, like you don't want to put yeah, a dirty bike in the back of your car. Um, so you can get bike racks that they can go on top of a roof rack. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a hitch, even if it's, uh, I think it's one and a quarter inch hitch or a two inch hitch. You can find bike racks for all different types of hitches. Um, and then you can go into the rabbit hole of what type of bike rack do you want yeah. for a hitch. Um, there's some that they're inexpensive bike racks, maybe around 60 to a hundred dollars, um, that are still good quality bike racks where they go into the hitch and it's you put the bike on the rack and the frame of the bike contacts the rack. Mm, that's um, right, you're talking. That's mm, what you had. And you just kind of strap it in, and it that's what you use. Um, but some bikes can't really use those because of the uh, geometry of the uh, the bike itself. It can't fit on the bike rack because the top tube is so narrow, um, or it's just the shape of the top tube can't fit in that bike rack. But there's different, they make things that you can put on the bike to allow you to use those type of bike racks. Okay. Um, And then you can spend close to $1,000 on a bike rack where the only contacts on the bike are the tires. Got it. Um, okay. And those come with integrated locks and things like that. So um, I would definitely suggest a bike rack because you don't want a muddy, dirty bike in your car. car. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I think that's all the gear stuff. Yeah. And then down the road, if you really want to get into biking and you like working on your bike, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely suggest a bike stand. Um, mm. So I, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, not like a kickstand, everybody. Yeah. This is like a bike stand, a bike repair stand. Thank you. It's, you like hoist, you yeah. put it up onto this. It's so cool. It's like a tripod for mm-hmm. your bike. Yeah, I got it off of Amazon uh, for a little over a hundred dollars, and it's one of the best investments I've made for my bike because I can bypass going to a bike shop Mm -hmm. and I can look up on YouTube how to replace something, put it on the bike stand, and then I just, I buy the parts and I work on it myself. And it gives me great satisfaction because I feel like I'm learning how to maintain my bike Mm -hmm. and it gives me a better appreciation for it. but I also use the bike stand to wash my bike. Oh. So it's nice to have it up there, bring it outside, and 
you can rotate the bike any which way you want. Um, So it allows you to do more maintenance and just makes things easier um, to do stuff with your bike. So, and then bike tools. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what are, like, the the tools that you might need starting out? So a set of Allen wrenches Mm -hmm. is great. Um, Just your run-of-the-mill Allen wrenches Mm -hmm. because the bolts on bikes are, the threads are Allen wrench, or the, yeah, use Allen wrenches to tighten, loosen them, change them. So then, like a multi-tool, if you just type in on Amazon, bike multi-tool, you can get one for around 10, 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. And it's great to have on you while you're biking Mm -hmm. and just in a little toolbox. Uh, Because if you're out on the trail and say like your shifter gets loose or your seat post gets loose, you want to be able to easily jump off your bike, tighten it, and then go on your way. Um, that happened to me where my handlebar uh, came loose and I hit a rock and it just completely did a 180 because mm-hmm. it was loose and I just took 30 seconds, got off, tightened it, and I was back on my way. Whereas if I didn't have a multi-tool, I would have to walk my bike to the trailhead and yeah. go from there. So I always keep a multi-tool on me, and then um, sometimes a uh, like a portable pump. Oh, nice! Like okay. a little hand pump. Um, yeah, and you wear like um, a little fanny pack. Yeah. When you go. Right? I just wear like a. It's a Patagonia stuffable stuffable yeah, fanny pack. I used to wear like a Camelback backpack. Um, but with the heat and the summers down here in Mississippi, uh, it's brutal to wear a backpack. Yeah. And it's so heavy. So I've transitioned to just wearing a fanny pack and bringing one bottle of water. Nice. Um, and it minimizes how much I need to bring. Yeah. Like I realize I don't need to bring that much on the trail with me. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, if I'm going on probably like two plus hour rides, I'll probably bring a backpack. Yeah. But, um, or there's a whole host of backpacks that you can get. Yeah. You can get fanny packs that are big fanny packs that maybe five, eight liters of storage in them. Wow. And you can have a liter of water with an actual um, bladder wow. and nipple. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can use those instead of a backpack and just put snacks and like all yeah, the tools in it. Um, so nice. that's something you can do. And then as far as other tools, uh, some tire levers in case you pop a tube in your tire and then like an extra tube. Um, and then over time, as you work on your bike, you'll realize I need some wire cutters or um, I wouldn't say like go out and buy specific tools. I would just definitely get a set of Allen wrenches, a multi-tool, and then uh, once you find things that are wrong with your bike, that's when you know what kind of tool. That's kind of how it's happened with me. Like I've accumulated tools Mm -hmm. over the past couple of years, Mm -hmm. and I didn't seek them out. It was 
I noticed I needed to replace the cables on my bike, so mm-hmm. I went out and bought a, like a wire cutter, cable cutter. Nice. Okay. So now I have that for any time I would ever need to do the same thing. He's got like, for organization purposes, he has his own toolbox just for his bike, which is like pretty nice. So mm-hmm. he knows where he can access all of that stuff. Yeah. In that box, um, I have my set of Allen wrenches, uh, a spare uh, set of pedals. Um, I have degreaser, mm-hmm. chain lube, grease to grease down any bolts that might come loose or I'm fixing things. Um, and then just kind of little odd and things like some, um, zip ties. Um, and I think that's, there's some other stuff in there that I don't really use that much. Um, but that's kind of what I keep in there. I keep a little handheld bike pump. Uh, and then sometimes I'll keep my, um, chain cleaner in there, which is this little contraption that you put water and soap in mm-hmm. um, and you put it on the chain and you just kind of turn the the gears um, or the pedals to mm-hmm. allow the chain to come through and it cleans it. Nice. Which is a nice thing to have um, when you clean your bike. Cool. Uh, and then I also have a set of cleaning sponges and brushes that you can get on Amazon if you type in bike cleaning kit. kit. And I think it was less than $20, and you get about five different sponges and brushes. How often do you clean your bike? Um, it depends on how much I'm riding. So okay. if I plan on riding multiple times a week, mm-hmm. I'll wash it at the end of the week. Okay, cool. So, but if I'm only going to ride it, say, today... And I don't have any plans to ride it for the rest of the week. I'll probably just wash it immediately after I get back. Cool. Okay. Um, if it's really muddy out, then I'll wash it. At least just spray it down mm-hmm. so it doesn't cake on, especially the the chain, the gears. Okay. Um, but uh, I just kind of treat it like a car. Okay. Actually, no. Okay. I don't wash my car. I was going to say, do you wash your car? No. Okay, I didn't yeah. think so. <laughs> I treat it better than my car. <laughs> yeah. But you, yeah, yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, nice. just normal washing. Uh, like, I get car wash soap for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, so, can you tell me the, like, the different types of mountain biking trails that there are? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I guess as far as difficulty rating first, mm-hmm. um, it's rated just like ski and snowboard trail or oh, runs, okay. um, like on mountains. So you'll have your greens, which are your beginners, mm-hmm. and then blues are your intermediates. Then you have blacks and double blacks. So it's the same type of difficulty rating, no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got downhill trails, which you're mainly going to find out west or on the east coast. And that's basically you put your chair or you put your bike mm-hmm. on a chairlift, get on a chairlift, go to the top of the mountain, and you just go downhill. Mm-hmm. Hardly any pedaling. 
Um, and those are different type of bikes. You'd want like a full suspension bike and they make downhill specific bikes that have crazy amounts of travel that will allow you to brace the impacts of going 30 miles an hour down the hill Mm -hmm. and hitting massive jumps. Um, So those are some crazy trails that I probably won't get to anytime soon. Um, But then you've got the trails that I go on around here. They're called cross-country trails. Mm -hmm. Basically what that means is you are pretty much pedaling nonstop and you're you'll pedal up a mountain you'll go down it a little bit and you'll just you're just cutting yeah like it you're like, going across the country i guess i that mean that makes sense yeah you're just pedaling all over the place um yeah and you'll be have downhill sections and then you'll have flat sections you'll go up the hill here the mountain i think our highest point is around 400 feet. Yeah, he, he put a mountain in, in air quotes. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's... I don't really know how to explain it too well. Yeah, um, it's hard to, like, give a visual of or, like, describe it. But it's... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. How do you... Are you going to Google it? Yeah, Google it. Cross-country bike trail. Mountain biking trail. That's what you should Google. Give a nice description. Anything? Um, No. He's just talking about the type of bikes. No, it's fine. I'm butchering this. It's okay. Um, but anyway, so those are the main, yeah, all the trails around here and pretty much anywhere you go are going to be cross country trails. Okay. Like you bike to the top of the mountain, you go down a little bit and you bike all over the place. Yeah. Um, it's what you think of when you're mountain bike, like you, when you think of mountain biking, yeah, just kind of biking all over the place. Nice. Okay. Um, all right, and then um, Zach's an awesome teacher. He has been teaching me, I mean, just within the past couple days, he's been able to teach me, like, you know, tips for sh- shifting your gears, um, how to, like, even just place your hands on your handlebars so that they don't cramp up so much um, and you're not fatiguing them in your arms um, throughout your ride. Um all sorts of awesome, awesome tips. But um, I guess my last question, and then you can add anything that you want, but would be, what is your favorite place that you've ever gone mountain biking so far? Okay. Um, hmm. So this past fall, I was able to go to Wyoming and Idaho um, and mountain bike in Dubois, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. Um, it was pretty rocky, like loose rocks, and it was all downhill. We parked at the top of a mountain and just unknowingly went all downhill. Oh, God. Um, which was awesome. Terrifying. Um, I was not 
mentally prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, but it was so much fun. You had just had incredible views of um, there. It wasn't mountains. It was more of uh, like mesas. Mm. Oh, cool. Um, That's cool. It was it was a, a really fun time. But then Idaho was phenomenal because it was like true mountains that you're oh that's pretty like biking in yeah and um it was a lot of the same type of trail riding that i do in jackson honestly it you just Mm -hmm. had better views more elevation gain and i wouldn't say there are any harder or scarier than jackson um they were just like the same type of trails where you bike up to the top of it, go down, and then go back to the top and try out a different trail. Um, this. Oh, wow. Okay. He's showing me pictures of that ride. That's very cool. Yeah, that's in Dubois. That's very neat. It's like all rocky. Yeah, mesas, like you said. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. So I would, I would say Idaho. Um, just because we were able to go up, hit some sweet viewpoints. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, just like have some intense elevation gain. I think at the end of it had close to like 2000 feet of elevation gain. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. It was, it was neat going there and seeing that the work I've been putting in in Jackson mm-hmm. was pretty much comparable to what I did out there. So if you are biking in the Southeast or <laughs> somewhere that's semi flat, um, just know that if you put in the work there, you can do stuff out West. Yeah. Um, granted, I don't see myself going to a bike park anytime soon, which is, is that? your, that's your downhill mountain biking. Oh, oh, got it. Um, yeah, I'm not there. So either. I, I won't be doing that, but maybe in the next two or so years as I progress, I would feel comfortable. But at this point, what I love about mountain biking is being able to use it as another form to get outside mm-hmm. and go travel and experience nature in another way. Mm-hmm. So I, where I mountain biked in Idaho, it was a, I want to say it was a national forest or a state forest, state park. Um, so you're able to just like go in the woods and just see some incredible sights. And yeah. that's what I love the most about it is you're just getting out and you can go see some crazy cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and I only interacted with maybe one other group the entire time I was there. Oh. Whereas like at a bike park, it's like constantly yeah. people everywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, eventually I'd like to go to a bike park and check those out. But um, I'm more in the camp of just having fun on the trail, like a trail that you would hike on. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of leisurely riding. I'm not into doing massive jumps and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and then I'll do some stuff, but um, it's just 
kind of a way to get out and explore hiking trails and multi-purpose trails in areas that I have yet explored. So like going out to Dubois, it's like in Idaho, we went for the Grand Tetons, Mm -hmm. um, but you can only hike so much, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So it was a good break between hiking. Um, so now every trip I go on, I'm just going to bring my bike and be able to go wherever, do some fun biking trails and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Any Um, other things you want to add? No, like I just want to reiterate that don't let the bike stop you from Mm -hmm. getting out there. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to afford the bike that I have, mm-hmm. um, which does open up other opportunities of where you can take your bike. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I started out when I was a kid, I started out on like a big box brand bike and, yeah. um, Walmart bike. Yeah. Walmart bike. And never really got into biking after middle school until college. And then kind of got like a nicer bike. Um, it was a specialized rock hopper, which was a hardtail. Mm-hmm. Um, a great, I used it to commute to school and do the occasional trail. And then since being in medical school, I realized like my time outside of school is like super important to me mm-hmm. and that running is not a very, uh, sustainable activity going into my later life. Right. I don't think my joints would appreciate it too much. Um, so I've also been fortunate to have, um, two really close friends here that are huge into mountain biking. So, um, we go every week, every other week and we go to the trails here. Um, and that's how I really got into it. And I realized that's what I want to do. Like that's going to be my hobby, Mm -hmm. get out, go mountain bike and get in shape through mountain biking. Mm -hmm. So, um, I felt justified upgrading my bike and getting a newer one or a full suspension bike. Mm -hmm. And now I can bring it on trips and go and hit some pretty gnarly trails if I wanted to. Um, so that's really cool. Um, and then another thing is find like seek out your mountain biking community. Mm-hmm. Go to your local bike shop, ask them about some trails in the area, and just kind of start forming that relationship. Um, that's what I've tried doing here, and I've gotten to know uh, people within the Mountain Biking Association in well, Jackson. Didn't you say you were the vice president of... So, my at school, we have a mountain biking club. Or okay. not mountain biking, a bike club. A bike club, okay. And, um, yeah, I'm on the exec of that. Um, okay. And we just kind of help promote biking in the community as a form of exercise and just getting out there and experiencing it, whether it's road biking, mountain biking, or just leisurely biking. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something that 
my friends and I have been doing. And then we've also been involved with the uh, Tri-County Mountain Bike Association here, Mm -hmm. where um, we help maintain and build new trails. So where I live in Bellhaven, um, in the past month or two, they've started making multi-purpose trails less than a mile from my house and we're able to get out there help build what's now around two miles worth of trails that can go bike on run on bring the dogs on Mm -hmm. um so it's it's cool being a part of that seeing that growth and um people wanting to get out there and bike yeah um and you're just creating like another outlet for your community to get out there and be active. Yeah. Um, so that's been really, really cool to be a part of. Um, the mountain biking scene in Jackson has been taking off in the last couple of years. That's awesome. Um, and it's just a great community. People are so welcoming. Yeah. Um, and they're so helpful. Like the, um, the mountain bike association here, they do group rides and, um, one thing that's awesome is every Monday night they do a beginner's ride. Okay. So it's a no judgment zone where you come out and they get 20 or so people out there that wow. um, just all skill levels go ride. And then there's also, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday nights, it's an all female group that goes and rides. That's cool. So wow. they're trying their best to be very inclusive and get people out there and eliminate that judgment to for people who might feel like they're they have no skill set on a bike yet Mm -hmm. so they're kind of intimidated to get out there but by having that community it kind of eliminates that and allows new people to enjoy the sport that's awesome Mm -hmm. get it jackson you love to see it that's great it's really cool well Awesome. Well, thank you for all of your advice. I'm pretty sure Zach could probably talk about this for like another 24 hours. He has so much knowledge on it and he just like really loves the sport. Um, so if you're interested in learning more, maybe we could have him on again another time um, after we've gone on like a super cool mountain biking trip. Um, but yeah. Um, kind of bringing it back to girls who camp, Alexa and I plan to spend a lot of time up in Northern Michigan. That's Oberon. Oh my gosh. He's sleeping. Um, but Alexa and I plan to spend a lot of time in Northern Michigan this summer specifically. And, um, she also has a mountain bike. So we are going to just go romp around up there, go camping and biking, all the things. Obi won't be joining me on those trips probably because it'll be mountain biking specific, but, um, but yeah. So, um, so thanks again, Zach, for coming on. Um, and yeah, we'll probably do this again, um, after we've gone on a cool, cool trip together. Um, but everybody be safe out there. And we will talk to you again later. (laughs) Bye. Bye.